Hello everybody and welcome back to part two of our review of Rhapsody's Eve album. We went through the whole intro bit on the first part. We recommend you watch the first part where we talk a lot. And that's why we're doing part two so that we can keep talking a lot as we go through the remaining nine tracks on this album. So, so far, we really like it. We really look forward to seeing your comments. And yeah, I think uh, considering the length so far, we're not going to waste any time. Chris is like, can we get the f*** on so I can go home and eat supper? So why don't we talk about Maya? Um, I know you are all wondering, Chris will be making pork chops. Um, the track is named after Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou? I hope I said that right. I'm really sorry. Um, I believe it's because of the line, I can't be no bird in a cage. Um, and Maya Angelou wrote her autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, which... I now know is something I should be purchasing in the next while in uh, reading because I realized how little I know about Maya Angelou in this moment. And so, yeah, of the people that have been named in terms of the song so far, this is the one all things considered I really don't know. But uh, apparently she was the first female poet to speak at a presidential inauguration. Nice. And the second poet ever to do so. And she's got a lot of really incredible accolades. And she seems to be a really powerful person and connected to folk like Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King. So I would like to know more about her personally. So if nothing else, I feel like... A lot of what Rhapsody has done with this album has inspired me to look into women I never would have thought to look into prior to hearing these tracks. Right. This song, in my opinion, is an extremely uplifting and powerful experience. It features Kay Roosevelt, and one of my favorite parts is just him going, Yo, uh, my voice, could, could you turn the beat down and my voice up a bit? You know, like up a lot. And you, just, you can just picture yourself in the booth trying to get that magic uh, percentage, right? Because sometimes you want to hear your voice X amount and literally everyone's different on that. Some people love hearing their voice. Some people can't stand it. I used to hate hearing my voice and now I appreciate it because it allows me to just know right away if the take is off. Um, anyway, uh, I like the chorus. It can't be no cage bird, my bad. I don't want to wait. No, we got the juice, we got the proof. Mama always told me don't waste your time. And then, uh, I, my bad, I don't want to wait. No, knock on wood, it's going to be a long night. Stay moving forward. Don't waste your soul. And in general, it's just, you get this powerful, uplifting feel from the way he sings it, where, like, you got to go out there and chase what you think is right. You got to keep moving. You got to actually put the work in to make some moves with your world. Otherwise, you're wasting your soul, you know? And I thought that was powerful. And it meant more to me, like, character growth and advancements in your life than, like, anything else. And I thought that was really really awesome i remembered a conversation we had and i'm pretty sure it's on the gz review um you were talking about being like a lifer at like a call center or something right mm. in terms of like wanting to chase your dreams and like you can either pick like to be determined to like chase your goals and that that's kind of what i got from this line here in terms of being like a bird in a cage i'm, I'm not saying I'm not specifically calling out that job career or whatever but you know the idea of not be uh, of having to work in just a nine to five job without being able to, you know, chase what you really want to do, whether it's music, art, drawing, dancing, and it's like, you'll never be able to become that, you know, that's, that's what I feel she's bringing up when she says, I can't be a bird in a cage. I can't just follow this, like, 
normal type of lifestyle. I need to be free. I need to to, to live. And I really felt that in in in, in the chorus, uh, especially with uh, K. Roosevelt or Roosevelt? I think it's Roosevelt. Roosevelt? I don't know. You'll um, have to let us know if you do know. I really did like the way he presented it. Um, he's got a really nice voice. Really, really nice voice. Um, and then, yes, go on. I like the singing. Uh, I like how he sings. I like how he can carry the notes. But it really has some type of like, uh, there's fear in his voice. And that's kind of what I, kind of how I, I, I interpreted the, the chorus was like, he's scared of being a bird in a cage like the artists both of them they kind of feel like they're very scared of being trapped that they need to keep grinding they need to keep working they need to keep chasing their goals and feeling and then, alive but then it kind of goes into a little more what those goals are right uh, but moving the people forward and so the first verse has her starting strong with yeah stay moving forward and elevate from the floor Ooh. and the old you had big drive the new you drive like delorean until you move more than lorian and that's a powerful idea, right? So you were good then, but now you take it up a notch. I mean, I don't know why, but somehow DeLorean just feels fast to me. Um, Back to the Future is a DeLorean that they're using. I know, but... But I think that's part of it. I don't get how that plays into it. So oh, because he's looking at the history of The shit. old you, the new you. Oh, that is like, really smart. Back to the future. If you were able to go into the future and see what you would... like, If we were to go in the future and we're like the biggest rappers, okay. right? Okay, it's right, like, right, 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 right. And then I like when she goes, gotta check myself, mama. Told me just like the Morgan, free man, a cage bird, sing a song for free, dumb, going borderline crazy, thinking about the children. Michael Jackson told Does us. Does it all, say borderline crazy? Borderline crazy. Oh, I heard borderline crazy. That would have been a funny reference. Uh, not, like the game? Yeah. Okay, anyway. Back then, anyway. But just the overall, like, questioning and then playing up on Morgan Freeman's name, you know, like, but just like playing up. On the idea of freedom and how it's almost like only the people who don't have it seem to like crave it and look for it almost. Um, I ain't a new slave, my new wave, the new Negro ain't on the web, but it's W.E.B. And that is a reference to William Edward Brigard Dubois, who was one of the dudes who started the NAACP. And he's um, one of the first African-Americans to earn a Ph.D. from Harvard University. One of the books I read uh, this year that was summarizing, uh, I guess, 100 years worth of research into the ghettos and, and uh, whatnot, I believe it was in Chicago, he had done a lot of work just documenting and researching some of the preliminary stuff that would go into leading to our understanding of some of the more metric analysis is of the realities of the situation he was one of the leading forefronts and i believe it was sociology of pushing forward just accepting that um black folk meet or people in the ghetto are not just there because they're lazy like that there was something to the systematic mm -hmm. side of everything um, I like when he goes, you miss, she goes, you miseducated like Lauren with the locks in. If you confuse my boxing with me being boxed Ooh. in, I thought it was fucking powerful. Just tying back into the Lauren line, but also like just kind of questioning her, you know, it's my native language. I ain't got to say it in moccasins because natives, moccasins, whatever. I'll be rocking and I speak the truth like 222 times two. Yeah, that's 444 because Jay-Z released that album. It's all about truth, which I, I, I like that line and I kind of took it as um, and this is again how I'm interpreting it. She she really likes Jay-Z, clearly, as we can see from the other other songs on this album. But also, 444, uh, from me listening to it and from discussions I've had, it seems to be like Jay-Z's like adult album, right? Yes. Like, it's a lot of very mature content and shit. And I like how I kind of took the line from uh, Rhapsody as, like, 
she respects a lot more mature content than the fluffy shit that that you know is kind of circulating so i i really do appreciate that i i i like how she's really kind of preaching like we need more lyrics we need more uh, like more topics of conversation we need more adult uh, I, I say adult because well, i think I'm she's trying to, trying to establish that the level of truth and reality and maturity she's bringing with her music is comparable to that of jay-z's project that too and trying to elevate the standard in that regard that too um, then, you know, the hook comes back in. I feel like the second verse is just as powerful. I can't be no bird in a cage. Can't let emotions hold me prison to rage. And I was like, ooh, that's a powerful sentiment too, right? Because another way to look at being trapped is to be blinded by your emotions so that you can't think rationally and understand the situation. Every time they pop off, I don't even engage. No one, if I act up, I ain't acting my age. So in a sense, these irrational blah, blah, blahs that you see going on is a bunch of immaturity. And in a sense, brushing it off and staying quiet is the move if you want to be of an appropriate age. And Rhapsody is five years older than I am. So I kind of appreciate having somebody a little bit older telling me what's up, you know? Oh, mm. that's how a person in my mid-30s is supposed to act. <laughs> nice. Anyway. I feel like it's a pretty, again, it flows through. They tell me in due time when even babies come late, so I'm going to go for mine because I ain't got none to waste, born ready. Like I came out in some cleats, double lace to run the world. They gonna tell me it's gonna, they tell me it's going to be a long way. Knock on wood, we make it through the day. I ain't one to cross. I left that burden to Lecrae. That's Ooh. nice. That so Lecrae nice. might be one of the illest Christian MCs out there in terms of just not sucking at it. Now, I don't mean it disrespectfully. I actually bumped some Christian rap for a minute. Could see me bumping some cross movements and some grits and some shit like that once upon a time but like lecrae came at it fresh and fast and like you didn't have to be a christian to like lecrae whereas some of these other groups it was like you kind of had to be a christian to feel them um but, but just the way that she kind of like builds out the challenge of the whole everything which is almost like her cross to bear and then she kind of like ends it with i ain't one to cross like don't fuck with me but then i left that burden of you know evangelizing to a dude more like lecrae she's got her own journey to go on and i'm like <sighs> i feel like in a way i yeah. kind of found that she's also like respecting the lanes in a sense like he's really really good at like giving that message and really preaching that and going for what he does so i feel like she's acknowledging like we already got somebody who's like super fucking good at that I'm going to I'm going to make sure that this lane is clear. This this lane's covered and I got this, you know, like kind of kind of again, um, you know, yes, in, in hip hop, there's this like competition and, and you had to be better than each other or whatever it is. But I like how the way I kind of see Rhapsody is like, all right. So if, if you're if you're like the best trap rapper, you take that lane. That's fine. I'll let you do that. If you're the best Christian rapper, you do that. Let me be the best, you know, lyricist female lyricist or whatever that she or, or the lane that she's paving and i like that type of like i guess that respect like i guess i, I, I don't did know not take that i thought it was honestly just a pun saying lecrae is kind of dope in that regard and it made a lot of sense and it really flowed in with it because to me it sounds like rhapsody is going for the crown and Fair. fuck everybody else because she's spitting that truth and that she knows what she's doing like i said earlier in the last review or part one i mean she's clearly going for the grammy man like this is not like there's i don't think she thinks anybody else is going to drop a project better than hers this year you know like that's the kind of energy i'm feeling on this but 
with paying respect and homage to others along the way that are dope. Like, the truth is, Lecrae chose to be a Christian rapper. That's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. But then just to point out also, I'm not really here to preach at you. I'm not really the religious one. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. You know, but he's also dope in a sense, you know? Um, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I like when the hee-hee, when he does the Michael on Motown stage. That was one of my favorite. I thought that was just funny, the way she just sneaks that little bit in. Nice. And then the song just kind of like ends. And I'm like left with this, wow, this is super fucking uplifting. I found that, I don't, I don't know, like the way she spits is able to take such a positive vibe, but also be so intense with it. I mean, I gave it a, a five on five. It's another fucking perfect song. I thought it was cool. I left it with a 4.3. Um, the next one is Ibtihaj. So now we have a song where basically she felt that she was playing that Liquid Swords vibes and she thought to herself, who is a strong woman that has something to do with swords? And it turns out that it is um, it. Sorry, Ibtihaj Muhammad, as she is the first Muslim American fencer to perform in a hijab, which is a strong and powerful moment in history. So, because they literally flipped the hook on the track Liquid Swords, I mean, it's basically D'Angelo doing the hook in his own little twist on it, mm -hmm. a little funky, really a little nice. less Grammy. But it's still the same hook, like thinking like back in the days when Wolf fades, silk tie, cash is trying to catch a wave, you know? Down to the like fucking perform with the coke up the nose type shit, you know? Or sorry, now when MCs came to live at the name and to perform some of the snort cocaine to act insane to, per, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. And then they go, now Rizza flipped the track to pay homage to the fact that this was from the original sound there. Right. Thought that was super dope. And then Rhapsody's letting you know. Yo, you fucking with the liquid swords. Now, the liquid swords is meant to be, in terms of the technique of the jizz and the flow, that everything he did was just laser fucking sharp on point, like a liquid sword in terms of the, the flow. So, I mean, jizz on the song. How fucking cool is that? Rhapsody got jizz and D'Angelo on the same song. Like, let me ask you a question. Were you picturing D'Angelo and jizz on the track? No. Um, no, I don't. I don't know who D'Angelo is, and if I should, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a big name. Anyway, uh, I kind of like Rhapsody's verse. When the MCs came to live out the name, and scratch in the halls and the walls of fame, balancing life, wrote both the yin and yang, hands buried the man, and they raised the sun, Lorraine. That's a play on words. They say urban are the same, and you get the sense that like she's really in this track trying to pay homage to the technique. Yeah in the desire to fight to be the best which is something that the wu-tang brought to the table which it also kind of shows a lot of diversity right and a lot of and a lot of skill see for me where well, you weren't expecting the trap thing i wasn't expecting the all of a sudden the jizza and the wu-tang feel on the album i mean it really it brings it back to i feel like she's bringing it back to an era she's bringing it back and paying homage right um she she kind of imitates the wu-tang flow on this which is super cool because it's like it, it really kind of just shows like i've been following hip-hop i know who's who i know who like is part of history made change and part of this is like you should be able to be a woman who can boss out on these type of tracks as well as kind of how i felt like especially being able to be up with jizza it's like 
But then what's also incredible is the knowledge dropping. Like, if we move a little bit ahead, screaming through the summer of money still ain't a thing, which is kind of a homage to another time. Right. But while I'm spending small bank asking where is my change, carpool with the homies saving gas in my tank, I think like a billionaire, I spend less than I make. Strong-minded, I should be bench more than I weigh. Anyway, and then... um. What she's really pointing out there, if you really listen to it, is something that I think about a lot. Like, sometimes I spend more than I make. And then it's like, damn, now I'm fucked. You know, the one thing really keeping me between, like, here and the next level is credit cards and shit, you know? Like, but as you get older, you spend less and you waste less, I feel like, if you're wise with it. And then when when you have real money coming in, it's if you save it and invest it as opposed to spending it that you can achieve billionaire status because the the main difference between a millionaire and a billionaire according to forbes is that billionaires don't like spending money that's the only difference they cannot make it but billionaires don't like spending it they save it they hoard it and then it stacks but the fact that she's kind of telling you this is the the way she is and bragging about it and then immediately after women been leading the way since roxanne Shante, which is a fascinating beef and all that um, and the unit had Flav and Jay and Marcy neighbors that waved, looking confused. I'm like, cool, maybe it's age. When I see Afro Puffs, I think maybe it's Rage. And Lady of Rage's Afro Puffs is a sick ass song. And I just like the way she's putting it down, how there's always kind of been these lady rappers bringing in powerful vibes the whole way through. And it's not even like a new thing. And then the music video is cool. I have a lot to say. It was just cool. Uh, the chorus is fucking cool. I like the jizz on the track. Chicka, chicka, chicka. I'm like, I just, I really like when he does that. It's fun. And then Jizz's verses is dope, you know? I really like when he, I really like how he starts it off. When, I, uh, when I'm so off the radar, it's very hard to find me in space. A selfie with the earth behind me. That's, that's a cool image. Like, imagery. It was pretty cool to that's think. That's about as far off the earth you can be, you know? Right. Uh, you follow the leader. The track is off the meter. A lot of rap is weak. Low frequency in the tweeters. Very inaudible. Clock radio speakers. Uh, quality whispering. Quietly. Is, quietly whispering is a world of wiki leakers forgetting the god godiness. forget the godiness my method is nazi and transferring ideas into the brains of the audience i really did enjoy that part that was super cool I mean, because all of that is sorry go on well i just i just it's cool how he's kind of shitting on new music he's basically saying everybody's quality's crap but he's dope but he's doing it in a really cool way in a flossy way and uh, using kind of like a modern-ass thing. It's like quietly whispering is a world of wiki-weekers. So it's like kind of pulling out that people... It's almost like people aren't really out there saying some real shit. People's being a little bit fake. And the real stuff is almost whispered and nobody's really coming out with it. And then... Yeah, I go on. I like when he said, "Well written, rap bound. Uh, well written, rap bound to have a greater impact on a listener. For the fact it's well intact, an MC should electrify, beauti- beautify, strive to empower, inspire, transform a worldview." Which is basically what Rhapsody has been doing this entire album, and I think that that's kind of why Jizz is here is to be like, "Look, Rhapsody, Rhapsody on this project is very much embodying what I believe hip hop's greater purpose is to be through like the technique, which is." doing through the messaging to empower to make the world better in a sense and i think it's it's, it's just super super dope nice. um, i like i like that he's making he's like kind of giving a bar to what hip-hop should be um i always for myself i've always felt like there is like a, a bar that should be attained you know you should be wanting to push like positive things and like trying to make a change and stuff like that 
but like i like how he's kind of just reinforcing it bringing it back like you know it's not all about the partying or the drugs or this that it's about really showing people like you know we can overcome these obstacles we can do these things we can achieve success we can be better than we were before and i, I like how he's tell how he's got that that inspiration and that passion coming through him in his verse yeah overall i thought the song was was pretty incredible i think it, it really captures this essence of kind of again reinforcing what hip-hop's supposed to be but you know having jizza there and throwing back to the woo i think it's a really powerful way to maybe branch away from a lot we can say a lot of the target audience might be more women than men on this album mm -hmm. but by doing this it definitely makes it more encouraging for dudes to be like yo jizza's on that gotta hear that track and then yo she's fire gotta check out the rest of it you know so I thought that was really cool. I believe it's the lead single, so it's a very strong start. And overall, I feel like it. I'm still blown away by this project. I think it's one of the best albums I've heard on this channel that we've listened to. Like it's in the top 20 albums we've reviewed so far, in my opinion. Um, the next track is called. What did you give it? Oh, I gave it a five. Give it a 4.5. I gave it a five because it's great, and you should give it more fives. It's called Mira Lee. Is the next song. I believe this track is another really interesting one in the sense that it's not often I hear this subject matter from this perspective. So Mira Lee, the person it's named after, refers to Mira Lee Evers Williams, who, and this is just I'm reading off a genius from Young Briscoe, thanks homie. She's the widow of a civil rights activist, uh, Major Evers, who was deliberately um, advocating the abolishment of Jim Crow laws before his assassination. So basically, she ended up becoming a widow as her husband was killed, you know, pushing through, which is just something that has happened to so many black women whose sons or, you know, husbands have been killed by the police or by the system in some way or another, you know? And so that makes a lot of sense because really what this track is approaching is just that. Like, it starts off super strong. Black widow, young kiddo, tear-stained pillow, another black man died, wait in the water. I don't mean baptized. Dark ass times can't bat no eye. It really takes you out of like the moment you're in. Like it really brings you to a different space. Like you were having some fun and uplifting, but be aware because at the end of the day, you can't have that good vibe without always in the back of your mind having to remember that this is really a thing that's happening in our world, you know? Or, you know, just as quick as you're having fun, things can take a wrong turn. Which is, I feel like, in a track placement way she did that really symbolically yep. to almost serve as a more macro reminder but also to somebody like me where let's be real it's not my reality i don't have to worry when i'm out at two in the morning and if the cops pull me over i don't have to worry to the same degree and i'm sure. not saying that to floss or anything it's just the reality of it all and just like that it's like no we got to be serious because unfortunately this is what life really is for us you know mm -hmm. um we gave our rallies funerals black denalis can't let it go by and so she saw eric die we saw people cry think about all our people's wives raise the kids in a world they know they ain't safe to live like merely emergency the mirror me said i could be her too the day i say i do so in a sense it's like knowing that i guess if you're a black woman that by getting married and having a kid you're almost destined it's like your kid is destined to have like this life where you could just die like that because of the hatred in the world that exists today so this is like from the wife mother perspective which again we don't get so authentically done i think and then i wanted to backtrack a couple lyrics um 
uh, black man died wade in the water i don't mean baptize dark ass times can't bat no eye i see them our bms ibm windows uh, they don't look through ours, we got a fire, and it's big like Cali's, but they ain't for us, we ain't a forest, they only for it uh, if we serve in time. Now, I really like how she's bringing up the whole uh, forest fires. Oh, that's really clever. I see our black men in IBM windows through the internet, they don't look, anyway, I think that's what she's saying there. Our fire is like the situation. Anyway, you were gonna say. Well, I was just saying, like, I like how she's like bringing up real, real things that are happening, real events, but also kind of expressing like, just because there's a fire happening, more people, like, more people are more interested in that, and nobody's really paying attention to, you know, the black males that might be getting murdered or whatever, uh, and and not being but safe. I like the way she goes. We ain't forest, which makes me feel like Forrest Gump for some yep. reason, but also like forest, like trees. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then they only for it if we serve in time. It's like, uh, well, I mean, the, I think it's the Thirteenth Amendment has the privatization of prisons, so there's yep. a huge investment. Black people are there if they can go to jail and profit. Butler boys is the bigger crime. I just think it's damn like that's the thing about this album. It's like as you'll have noticed, it's like how can you skip a lyric? Almost every fucking I mean, lyric we gives gave, you. We gave hours to the rallies, funerals, black denalis. Can't live, yeah, can't that. let a day go. By so she we, saw we said it. That. Right? Oh, did you? Yes. Oh my god. It's not even paying attention, Chris. That's the whole verse. We've talked about the entire verse at this point because you wanted to backtrack. Remember? Anyway. Then the hook kicks in and it's Mariba singing and it's really nice, like black man bleeding, it's your time, not so funny Valentine. Like, you know, like this is kind of what you're getting served in mm -hmm. a sense, like mm -hmm. from a box of chocolate. Not like a romantic way that you're trying to bleed yeah. out. It's take, don't take my love away, make a widow from a wife. Like it's just damn, like when you really listen to it, Gr like grimy. It's not that I guess. It's just what's happening. It's really terrible. Like people I mean, I don't hear it as much now. It feels like the attitude in 2016 and 2019 has shifted. And if people feel like it's exaggerated, they're no longer as willing in my anecdotal experience to say that they feel it's exaggerated. But it's also like, how can you feel like it's exaggerated when the amount of police killings and just racial motivated crimes has skyrocketed to like almost unprecedented levels in america and modern history at least that's some fucked up shit because i guess unprecedented is a stupid term slavery did happen but like it's it's fucked up what's going on and the trends that are happening um Martin Luther wasn't a big enough deal. Trayvon Martin wasn't a big enough deal. I kid you not, how many Martins we had shot pouring Remy Martin on the block in memory, documented by The Rock. Yeah, I hope you watched. I didn't watch that. I have no idea what documentary she's talking about, so now I'm going to go look into that. Let's talk about what Betty did. She saw X die being Malcolm X's wife. We saw X die how Betty did. Now when I exit for that baby kick, and I just honestly we could just say the rest of the verse, but like it's it's basically gonna follow in and being like it's fucked up that because I'm a married black, a hard truth, think about the widows could be us too. Like just because you're black, this is the reality. Right. You could end up it's like imagine like you, you raise the coolest kid and he's a strong black man and he rises up to do great things so they assassinate him like that that's like wow that's fucked up like 
Like you're not allowed to be great if you're black is, is kind of almost the, the narrative done through the actions of so many people. But even when you look at the scope of a Martin Luther to a Trayvon Martin, you go from the guy who you could maybe argue whatever was a public figure to this kid that was just mm -hmm. in it. And you know the list is long. You know, the amount of times. Like, I'm a, I don't think I've gone a month since like 2015 or 16 that I haven't seen of another killing hit the Facebook, you know? I don't know. I thought this was a really strong and powerful song that got its point across in expressing something I hadn't hadn't really thought about in, enough, I would say. It's a really, it does give you a different perspective on loss and what death can affect uh, and who it can affect. You know, it, it's, it's usually kind of, I feel like a lot of the songs like this are kind of like one way, like they're speaking about some, one of their friends or somebody who has passed away and it's more directed towards them and how they feel. But I really do like this kind of like over this generalization of just this is what our women in our culture feel like. This is what, you know, a lot of uh, our black women have to deal with, our black mothers have to deal with when, you know, you take away our husbands, our children, and, and, and the, the system just fucks with them all the time. It was really, really interesting to me. And I mean, I found it educational. Like, in the sense that I feel the, the, the way we can break through some of the dark places we're facing now is through an understanding of what the people who are not us are going through. And in my case, I don't often hear about the struggles of black women going through that kind of loss. I don't hear it from their words or their perspective. Now, that's on me because I realize I don't make the effort as much. But hearing this album has just kind of made me want to learn a lot of different things. or It has definitely made me feel empathy for things I had not really thought about before. And that's truly incredible. Anyway, uh, Reina Biddy's also on this. She does a little poem thingy. Uh, I give this a 4.5 on 5. What did you give it? Also a 4.5. It's just really powerful, man. It's just really strong. And this is why I don't think this is the kind of album you're going to put on every day because, like, you listen to it and you're feeling fucked up by the end, but inspired. Like, you want to go f join the fight type shit. Right. So it's not an everyday album, but it's the kind of album that I think you should kind of listen to kind of regularly. Not Once like a month, just remind yourself. Kind of like when you read a motivational book or have a mantra of some kind or whatever. You know, like certain pages you go back to and just kind of... Anyway, Reina's biddy has been wonderful the whole way through, and that's why she gets Reina's interlude. So, like, Ninth Wonder produces this pretty soft and calming, almost little piano-driven instrumental... And then Raina Beatty does this spoken word bit, you know, an ode to the black woman's body. She's been through a lot. And you know what? The way the album placement works, right? The context has been set out for us. The last track really explored through the a lot, right? Because maybe, maybe if you're like me, you might not have fully appreciated the power of that. But having just heard the last track, you listen to these lines and you're like, okay, that's true. Thanks for explaining it to me in the last song, Rhapsody. It was very helpful. Right. Years and years on end, and she chose to keep on, to hold on to love, then to love again, then to lose to love again, to hug black bodies like it's the last time, like every last every time, to bear baby after baby, praying this time maybe they'll be birthed into safety. I'm like, oh, shit, we're doing it again, making me not... Like, I didn't think about this, right? This idea that... 
for generations, black women have had to know that this is the constant threat. Like, it's a generational thing. It's always been like this in modern history, right? And uh, the constant loss, the constant knowing that your kid might be taken from you, that you, it's almost like harder to go through it knowing the stakes that are against you by bringing kids into this world, praying that maybe this time the world will accept it. Ideally, a place where someone can love them. Fuck. In a really fucked up way, and this is just like me kind of going to my head. It's kind of like if you instill the idea that this that this is always happening for generation and generation, you could eventually manipulate them into stop having kids. I think that like that's what, fucked. What I'm what I I mean just to go on that point, it's that's what she's saying is that instead of that. They have fought on through love, through throwing the most extreme form of love that in the constant adversary, the no. Instead, it's just to keep going on, hoping this time we can trust trust each other enough to tell one another our fears. I might start by saying, I need you. And then it's again, the fact that people are probably so guarded and just to show that having that vulnerability and that everybody's going through this pain and this understanding, like you're supposed to, I guess as a guy, hear this and understand that these are the words she doesn't say to you when Mm -hmm. she maybe gets mad or freaks out because she's actually just afraid to let you go. She doesn't want to survive alone again. Our bodies have become too familiar with chance with each other, with freedom. Never a chance to experience freedom with each other these days. So it's like because you have that connection with one another to escape within each other and have a sense of freedom but freedom as a real concept doesn't like apply and and then she flows into like this fear of losing this person and then it kind of pauses for a bit and then it kind of flows into um i'll be waiting Uh, nobody ever tells you how to survive as a black woman so let me learn you as a lesson black woman you are a threat on every point of the map you are love in its purest form all unapologetic all unconditional always too compassionate sometimes too forgiving and it's just like shit that's an interesting way to put at it when you become in a sense the ultimate form of love because you've proven this through the tenacity of what you've been through as a people systematically speaking love is the threat to i guess the hate that drives us all so that becomes the villain so maybe in a sense black women have been vilified to the extent that they have because they have constantly used love as a weapon damn you know like that's some shit i never really considered always too compassionate sometimes too forgiving but never too afraid to show up it's just i don't know like how she ends it you are the strongest form of human black women and it's like in a world where it can definitely be said that there is not a lot of love for black women in pop culture, in the media, in the way they're presented, in the way they're treated. Generally speaking, by, I don't know, most things you would see. I think it's really cool to hear stuff like this, to really challenge the conventions. I mean, there are literally dating sites like Plenty of Fish and shit that have published metrics stating that, like, black women get the shit ended at a stake when it comes to modern dating. Like, this isn't just, like, Tinders and stuff that keep metrics on who likes who. Black men get a lot of love, but black women are not exactly the most coveted people, so hearing this reframing what black women are in the sense of not anger or loud but passionate love it's just a really cool rebranding effort that i think is powerful and 
maybe can invoke the kind of change you know that i think it's going for and reina's word words are like holy shit she's good anyway i get this a 4.5 i thought it was super dope same that i yeah anyway sorry if we just read you the poem and added some commentary but like i don't know man that shit like i said the problem with this album in a sense from my perspective is almost everything is incredibly well composed anyway 44 the president had a wife and that's the inspiration for michelle there was no like quote on genius describing why this song was called michelle but i'm gonna i'm gonna take a guess the first line of the chorus is it's ladies first tonight so if you think about michelle obama first lady oh shit that's why this one's called that and it's like how are you gonna go ahead and shout out strong black women and, and i guess not put michelle on like it seems Fair like, enough. like i don't know i would assume that she's one that is pretty significant all things considered for the checklist although maybe that's a weird statement sometimes i wonder about myself i like this song but I'm not going to lie. This is the first sub 4.5 song I got on the album. I gave this a 4.35 just to start it off. And why? Because it's this fun, popping, ladies it's, party jam. It sounds more like just a, a, a pop song than it but, does like but a it's rap. But it's a ladies party yes, jam. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> like have fun, go out, enjoy yourself. Like and I could picture a bunch of girls going out and jamming to this and I just don't see dudes in that picture when I'm picturing who's listening to this song. And I'm, I'm probably being sexist here and I'm not I mean, trying to typecast because obviously there's exceptions. Uh, and I know every time I say some shit like this, somebody goes, I'm a person and I listen to it. I know you're out there a person who listens to it. I'm trying to like... Anyway, my point is I took this like it's like a ladies jam like little mama politicking with my click and gotta wonder if i'm gonna get it popping but to be that fair that sounds like i'm going out with my girls and i hope i'm gonna get some it's one of the i feel like it's actually better than a lot of oh, the like, absolutely dude type of club tracks no but it's also just a lot better than even the girl party songs like it's just yeah it's it's of the same quality of everything else on the album and if you consider the placement in the way that we were telling this little story right we just had some of the darkest ass shit that we were getting on this album the pain the absolute pain of what it is to be a woman that has to go through that kind of fear and then what do you do in spite of that all you head out to the black and beautiful lounge where ladies is free all night and we gonna dance we gonna get it on and it's this fun party powerful like yo where's felicia and aisha and keisha and michelle and shaniqua and just like throwing out names mentality, the mentality where we going everybody's got a big butt that's what we learned everybody don't they all have one that like every yeah, single name yeah. gets one all my and everybody's shaking their butts everybody's just having a really good time but i, I like how i because i kind of got this image where and I, i'm i'm not saying that men are not allowed in this beautiful black lounge but i feel like the image I was getting is this is about the ladies. Yeah, having a like good you time. don't you you can come here, you and your homies, and you can enjoy yourself and be but around other are, women just trying are, to chill. You are gonna be eating that tonight if you come into the parties. What I'm trying to say, you know, like it's just like this about us. We are here to have a good time. Don't mm -hmm. fuck up our parade, mm -hmm. and we deserve this celebration. And I think it's important because from the psychology of the album point of view, it's like yeah like you gotta celebrate after some dark shit so the dark shit happens and it's a reminder that there's amazing things in life and we can band together and have a great time and and we all got big butts which i i like big butts i'm not gonna lie all you other brothers can't deny 
anyway that's a different track entirely i thought this was like a fun song but from a commentary perspective l varner's dope rhapsody's dope in the sense that everybody does a good job on this track and it's fun and i could see how bonnie would really love this a lot more than i do and she'd be giving this a five right now because i I feel like it's the kind of song she would throw on in the shower when she wants to sing along and bounce around and stuff and but not just that i think it also sets up this like if you're really in like a down mood you can listen to this and start moving out like for example uh in the ellie uh ellie varner verse uh head to the nail spot then to the mall shop till your heart till my heart drop you yeah. know i want it all like they're the i feel like the way they were saying it is kind of like this is what you should be doing right now like forget your problems go do this get yourself pretty get yourself all you know lavish and all boot up and then go go hit the strip do what you like they're really in like like trying to inspire you and motivate you to to get out of that funk as well as being a very bouncy around good old time i completely song. agree with you i just i'm gonna go put on a very different vibe if i need that motivation personally that's why i'm giving it a 4.3 vibe my subjective desires and joy of the song is different like this is one where i found it a little hard to focus on i i just pictured bonnie doing dishes singing it that's my girl she's just doing her dishes singing along bouncing like it could go next to any other girl jam she's got going on and on that note this is much better than most of the stuff she listens to i gave it a 4.5 i thought it was really good i gave it a 4.35 because it was really well made but not exactly my cup of tea anyway that's enough about that one i'm gonna see what more to say it serves its role amazingly on the album it's not my favorite one iman is the next track iman all right apparently iman is from africa and she's one of the first black supermodels and rhapsody just wanted to make sure somebody from africa a strong woman was represented on here this track features sir and jid jid and sir jid she says jid i'm calling him jid Jid and but it's sir sure i'm gonna go with sir because of the styling um fine sir whatever i don't care um he's really good that's fine his last project was really good so he does the hook and that's fine and it's all right he sounds really good but he's probably the least significant part of the song i would like to cut ahead to jid i know that's trap part three but there's a line he says that really caught my ear when i go to x videos i'm always searching up the app and i'm like wait a sec jid uses x videos too because like a lot of y'all might be pornhub people but i work in the city where mind geek is in fact i work with a bunch of people that used to work at mind geek mind geek is the company that owns pornhub and is slowly trying to take over the porn industry um x videos is like indie so in a sense it's like not using google it's like going to x videos is we're trying to get out of the big boys and i thought it was cool that you guys might not care that's fine but i thought it was cool that jid and i used the same porn site all right that's what i thought was really cool anyway also okay we can go through the song chris how do you feel about it i like it it's cool um i like how it's very just praising women and and just really just giving you this we love you and and you are beautiful and you're gorgeous like this this feel of just a massive appreciation it was great um it is uh it is 
uh, one of the very first times I hear Sir actually performing because I didn't realize that when I chilled with this girl recently, she actually played the entire his, his last project. She was trying to get laid, so he bumped the album. His actual- no, she bumped the album. I she, did you guys fuck during the album? Well, yeah, but so Jay Cole's good. 2014 Forest Hills Drive is an album like that for me. I fucked during the album. I love that album for life. What can I say? Go on. Anyway. Um, but I do, like, really sitting down and getting to know, like, really hearing who Sir is. Great voice, dude. Really has, like, this nice tone to it, this nice energy, and he knows when to punch it. It was nice. Um, I, I, I like the song. I just... I, I feel like it's consistent with what we've been getting. Uh, but there wasn't anything that kind of really just popped out so i like when rhapsody said yeah fine enough for a fine enough to cut a scene cover a magazine boss uh cover a magazine boss chicks around the world somewhere cutting up the cream the pilot idea the original queen i like that she's being really like she's taking a stance she's taking pride in how beautiful she is and just reminding every like whether black women or women in general that you know you are beautiful you are gorgeous i'm pretty sure this is for black women and just giving them that praise which was nice but i also think it's for men and part of that is jid's contribution to the track so Rhapsody's contribution, yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah, fine enough to cause a scene, cover a magazine, boss chicks around the world, counting up the cream, the pilot idea, the original queen. When he flies this, he ain't got worry about wings. Wings commercial. Yeah, anyway. So then she's just kind of pointing out, you know, having esteem, being a powerful woman. You got to worry about the normal shit. He loved me. My booty is big and it shake. You know, a mango in shape. He loved me with weight. So, you know, he's just kind of pointing out, I am who I am these guys like me and i can have confidence in how i who i am weirdly enough this is where she goes first lady i honored my michelle obama fair enough the other track was called michelle anyway Um, but then she goes all around the world from america to ghana so i guess that could tie into the how she got to the africa on this track but i do like when she she kind of also is you know and as she's been she's been dropping wisdom right uh look my nieces in the audi had to make me one promise love yourself it's a cold world i'm honest count your riches don't rock with snitches this is from my sisters my ebony sisters like it's it's dope how she's as much as she's like you know praising and kind of putting them on a pedestal and being like y'all are the best y'all are fantastic but don't forget keep your shit straight Make well, sure I think you're she's on. establishing like basically y'all have the potential to be queens. Behave like that. Right. And then with that, be careful. But love yourself because you gotta do that. And then I like she's like, I look good in yellow. You intrigue with my fashion. Every undertone of orange, brown, yellow is an accent. So she's saying I wear these colors because it make me look good. <laughs> and I like when she goes, My country boys like you finer than frog hair. Thick as cold grates. You could make your own collar. It's gravy and cabbage. Thinking of college. HBCUs, you'd think they only recruited models. They do. I don't know. It's just a fun track of well, powerfulness. And then I like how uh, Sir in the bridge goes, uh, go ahead and treat yourself better. You're worth much more. So much more. You better treat yourself better. You're much. You're worth much more. And I like how, uh, in a way, I feel like he's kind of saying what men don't say. And he's kind of just giving off and he's kind of just letting them know like, yo, I'm going to tell you what we should be saying. But I know that not a lot of people, like a lot of men don't say to you guys. And it's I was like really what cool. you should be hearing from a man is right. a good way to look at that. And the way that I think that's kind of what Jid's verse is too. Like he's kind of, 
you know, being kind. He's like, this store awaits for you and I valet for you. I'll fry barbecue and filet for you. I'll take care of you, you know? But in a way that's more sincere, like I want to make your life more comfortable and better. It's your world. I'm a tourist. I'm foolish, though. I know that since the days they treated us like property for trade, it was times where they could come inside you and take your soul away. But I'm here for your protection like a servant, like an Asian or a Secret Service, some CIA shit. Where it's like, yo, I understand how the world has made you has taken advantage of you but i'm not here to protect you from that in the sense that i'm here at your service and exalting her like she is a queen you know and that he is there for her and i think that's really cool i like the follow-up see i ain't okay with the way they trying to portray over the media alexandria egypt and africa nefertiti nefertiti was probably back black as roberta flack back with the fro checking all my Back with the fro, checking all my facts, cause I, cause I'd be, be wrong, but I'm passionate though, and I like how, I like how he admits that he could be wrong. Uh, I don't know X Y Z, but I like how he admits that he could be wrong, but at the same time, he doesn't really give a fuck. He truly believes in himself and in his like culture, and he believes in, 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 in the pureness of it that he's sticking with that, which was really cool to me. I also feel like his whole point then is to flip it. Like, look at these women who are gorgeous, who kind of es essentially build careers out of being Atlanta strippers. Mm -hmm. Like, the amount of money that some Atlanta strippers pull in is like six figures a year, and then they build up real businesses and shit. And it's like, who the fuck are you judging? That woman's respectable. Mm -hmm. And then I like the way he ends it. You balance and fuck it. You don't need no management. Behind every great man is a bad bitch handling shit. And then Rhapsody's like, yeah. Appreciate your elegance, shit, but bro, love, tell me, who the fuck you calling a bitch? And I thought that was the perfect way to end the song. Like, just like, oh, you thought you could get away with that? Oh, you think that's okay? You were really sweet, and I understand you meant well, but you better watch yourself, because even though the rest of your verse was perfect, don't say that shit. I bet they coordinated that and everything. But I, I like how I like how it's she's taking back the term bad bitch. But I think she's saying, who are you calling a bitch? You just because you think it's a good word, you're still calling me a bitch. Right. Don't do that. Right. Even though Lupe wrote a whole song about that word and its complexity. Anyway, I thought this was pretty cool. It's a great song about like self love and self worth, and and again, it's empowering, which is cool because after the song about going out and having a good time, it's a reminder love yourself don't just go with any kind of guy i guess you know follow up in terms of the theme like understand your value mm -hmm. i give it a 4.5 so did i 4.5 all right the next one is named after an egyptian queen and it's called hat ship hat ship sut oh i don't even know how to say that so this one's a little short at like three minutes because most of the tracks are pretty long a couple have been short on the second half um I like this song because it's named after uh, an Egyptian pharaoh queen lady and it's featuring two queens. You got Rhapsody and Queen Latifah. And we, uh, Queen Latifah is a pretty powerful and incredible figure in hip hop ranging way back to like the late 80s, early 90s. And if you have not actually checked out any of her music, I highly recommend you go back and bump some of that shit because it's got super power in it. Right. But also, how incredible is it that Rhapsody got Queen Latifah up on this shit? To me, it's a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Um, I mean, they kind of fight. They kind of preach the same shit. Yeah, I guess, in a sense. And that's kind of why it's cool. Because she's like, Queen Latifah almost handing off a torch, or in a right, sense. You right, know? right, right. So it's cool. And, you know, 
Uh, I know, and then as far as the lyrics go, it's fine. Like, queens always have your back. I'm thinking of a bird to fly. First time I ever saw your face, I fell in love just like that. I know your burden gets bad. You take and carry my bags. We cry together, hold you down. Days you broken and sad. And I'm always keep it real. No, I don't care if you're mad. I'm here to make you better. I'm just like Coretta. In fact, the only kings would understand how that metaphor match. And you dig, and it just kind of sounds like so. Coretta is uh, the wife of Martin Luther King, and. Um, She's kind of saying, like, I'm going to be a real woman, you know, in the way I treat you. I'm going to be a queen to match your king and be the proper person is kind of what I took from that. And then, you know, Latifah's still a queen. I'm just trying to follow her path. So, you know, Queen Latifah set up the way. And I'm just trying to, you know, follow in the footsteps that she put. A long walk to freedom when he fought through all the wrath. I got a number if you want it. I got all the math. And I feel like she just kind of flows through and drops it, like... I'm gonna be that woman you need. I, I might be misinterpreting it, but it's almost got like a bit of like, you know, world in his palms. Like Kim still needed Lisa. I hope he treats her better than Tommy Boy treated Keisha. So like, you know, even if you're coming to America and being a king, like Eddie mm -hmm. Murphy still needs your woman, but I hope he treats her properly. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I liked it, and then it ends on U N I T Y, which, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Queen Latifah have a song called Unity on the album we reviewed? Yep. That's pretty cool. And she's showing back to that. Then Queen Latifah just comes in and fucking kills it, in my opinion. Every sing living single we connected by the tribe was raised by a queen. Know how to be one and love one. Raise a king. When he's older, I'll describe how to love him. Queens come in all shapes and colors. So she's like, yo, women basically raised everybody that lives today. They're the core center of a community. And it's our obligation to teach the young man how to treat women. I thought that was pretty powerful, all things considered, you know? She got the blood of fucking royalty in her lines. I'm a giant. A queen's pride stronger than the lions. Which is true, because in Lion Land, kings are fucking lazy and women do all the fucking work. Connected by a lion's sisterhood. The day you try to test me, look homie, I wish you would. Open doors for ladies as a queen like I should. That's why I'm Queen Latifah in every village I hood. So she treats people properly. She sets the standard. She reminisces on times with Tupac. And it just feels like this is a song of a royalty saying this is we are responsible for teaching the people how to set the way just like i did following my footsteps just like rhapsody and then just cause queens it's a powerful way to end the track it's short it's sweet it bangs in hard and does what it's got to do i enjoyed it i gave it a 4.35 it's not one of my favorite tracks on the album but i also think it's still pretty cool and follows up in the way of kind of being a little more forceful in tone is saying this is what you got to do this is how it all kind of works it's a little more educational and pushing this is the way to be so i read the title of the track as uh hats she puts ah. like literally in three words mm -hmm. which kind of was really cool because in verse one rhapsody um Rhapsody goes, you telling me this, you telling me that. I promise once you've been with me, baby, you'll never go back. So I feel like she's talking to somebody playing like the girlfriend role or that or wearing that hat. And then she kind of, you know, supports the person she's talking to, make sure that, you know, has their back. Uh, but at one point she goes, I know your burden gets bad. You take you take and carry my bags. We cry together, hold you down the days you broken and sad. And I've always kept it real. No, I don't care if you're mad. So those are different hats, right? Like it's not just the same you know, person or the same attitude you deal with with all these different experiences when you're when 
I feel like she's talking about her boyfriend or her man or whatever, but if he's feeling a certain way, if he's feeling emotional, you got to be emotional. If he's upset, you got to be upset. Like, depending on, you know, the scenario, the circumstances, there's different hats you have to wear. There's different roles you got to play as the main role of your girlfriend, as, as the girlfriend, the wife, the queen, in a sense. So that's that's kind of how I looked at the, at, at the song, and it was really cool to me. Uh, when she went, all my hoodlums, I think of, I think of, I think all of us are good ones, St. Clair, which, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the same borough or the same like area that Bone Thugs is from? Bone Thugs Saint is from St. Clair and East 99. Nice. So I, I was really cool to, to kind of, I feel like that's where she's from if she's calling it out and really bring it back to her hoodlums. So that's really cool to, to, to kind of know that they're from the same area. So that's that's nice, uh, but Saint Clair, I see the God in you. Even if we did, even if we different than Claire, uh, I know we all, I know we all different when we paid, been through a lot. We got all, we got a lot to still repair. It's kind of like she's putting on a different hat now. She's putting on a different role where like she's no longer the girlfriend or, or wifey or whatnot. She's really like in the streets, kind of being like, yo. I know y'all have major mistakes. You fucked up. It's fine. We will fix it. Like but we I think will. Like it's almost part of the point. It's setting an example. Of this is what you have to be. Right. So in terms of being the queen, I get the Egyptian, the Egyptian pharaoh part, which is really, really dope. But then, like when you pronounce the word, when you pronounce the name, I was like, oh, I read it wrong. But I feel like it still fits the way I read it. Like has hats she puts. I mean, I I wonder if that was just pure coincidence, but. I think, yeah, it was cool to, like, I recognize the name Hatship Sut or whatever it is from, like, history, but mm -hmm. I think it's cool to point out that there were black women in power way back in the day like that. Um, I do want to comment, though. I really, I was really, really impressed to see Queen Latifah, like, coming back, rapping. I haven't heard her rap in, like, a really, really long time since the album we reviewed. Uh, so it was really cool that she still got flow, she still got flair, but I like how she doesn't rhyme everything. She's more, like, just getting her message out, and she'll rhyme certain things. Like, queens come in all shapes and colors, thought we'd sit on the thrones, we don't look down on each other, I learned how to rule from my mother. Okay, maybe this one rhymes. I think it's the beginning that doesn't rhyme, but it was it was cool like it was kind of edgy it was like she didn't really care about having it to be kind of super flary it was more like you need to you need to really listen to what i'm saying and really like capture what i'm trying to what i'm trying to get you to feel here so that was really cool i like when she goes uh mothers and my aunties got the blood of the ashanti i could be cleo or gandhi to protect mine that was nice really like keeping it with that like godlike feel i know when i look at I, i've always respected gandhi just because like he was a really kind of like peaceful person and just he's a complicated dude from what i learned he was just very peaceful protest whatever asshole. but i like how you know she's keeping that positive energy she's keeping that like i guess the mentality of trying to be on the brighter side of things so that was super cool uh, I like how she kind of got all rebellious and was like, the day you try to test me, look, homie, I wish you would. Open doors for the ladies as a queen like I should. Like, she f she's clearly going like, yo, if you fuck with me, I will punch you in the face. I will fuck you up. I am that bad. But at the same time, she's opening up doors for other women because they're also queens. And she, she views them as equals. She views them like, you know what? Queens should open doors for queens no matter what. I don't see you as below me. I don't think, I hope you don't see me as below you for doing 
doing this gesture. That was cool. Uh, and then the whole every single village, every single hood, she's well respected. Uh, I like how she uh, takes pride and uh, she goes, I've been reigning for like the last 25. Yeah, uh, I'm good and even every worldwide and every city worldwide and I've been reigning for the last 25. It's really cool. Like she's still here. She's still banging. She's still making all these things. So uh, I liked it. I thought it was really, really dope. Uh, but I, I left it with a 4.2. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the hypest one on the album, but it was good. All right. Uh, the next track is called Sojourner. So this one comes to be because J. Cole came over to the studio to do a different track and they talked for a few hours and it was free flowy and all sorts of ideas and whatnot. Um, and they were having a conversation, which was basically the concept of middle child, according to her, as in Rhapsody. And then apparently she goes, when you're talking about floating and being free, it's either got to be Harriet Tubman or Sojourner Truth. At first I named it Harriet, then I went back, read the speech that Sojourner Truth delivered, and named it Sojourner. I, and I don't know that speech, but it's now clearly something I have to go look at. J. Cole is here, and... I was so happy to see J. Cole. Why are you so like... I've stopped being excited at J. Dreamville. Cole features. I just don't know how I feel about Cole. I mean, I'm actually kind of happy he did what he... I, I really liked Cole's verse because like when we when I, when I so, we reviewed the Dreamville project... It's like, it lyrically, was like, it's good. So the problem with J. Cole is not what he says. No, performance-wise, he did a little choppity-chop. He had a little just, speed thingy. He was good. But the tone of his voice is just bored. He, he got mad at one point. Like it felt like, yeah. Look, look, born into pain, alcoholic veins, over analytic brain, a product of the shame and running from past. That's let that's checkered like the game. Oh, somewhere swear. along the way, somebody snatched my piece of my mane. Didn't he like go on a length about that though on another album? I, like I'm trying to say is he comes in, and I feel like the beats kind of calm. I'm trying, J Cole. I'm trying it's, here. Y'all look like J Cole. I feel like. Listen, there's a strong minority of people who are in the camp that I'm feeling here. And it's, again, not his talent, but, like, pouring into pain, alcoholic veins, you know, over analytical brain, a product of the shame, and running from a past that's checkered like a game somewhere along the way, somebody snatched my piece of main. All that's fine. But the way he says it is just so laid back. Like, it's just so laid back. I didn't where's think the, of that. Where's because, the fucking energy at? Well, maybe that's the reason that's I spent why, decades seeking fame. Like, there he picks it up. Like, like, like he's really, like, but like showing that But, what grind. you were saying picked it up. You're making it sound like he goes to that. I'm saying it does that. Like, it barely, okay, barely it moves the like needle. here. Not like, even. It's a little bit. Give him his fucking credit. I don't know. In this music business, all the questions was insane. Why you never smile in your pictures? I refrain from giving you the answer because the answer wasn't plain enough for me to see because at the time I knew my name. But, And I, I like the part where he's That's being... bullshit. It's bullshit to say, to admit, I suppose, that at one point in time, you didn't understand yourself to know why you were unhappy. I agree that being able to admit that is bullshit. But what he's saying isn't really boss shit. He's admitting that once upon a time he was confused about how he felt and how he dealt. Like he knew his name, but he didn't understand his, what the situation that he was dealing with. 
he was a little bit confused about who he was and his world had been a little traumatic and he flows through and you know uh to my child i know my thoughts are running wild bear with my style this is just a trial run just heard these kids don't know about malcolm and i'm sort of heartbroken because the elders lost hope on our youth and i mean that part's kind of fair too because he flips it now as he's thinking on the next people and they don't have the same role models and the same inspirations and stuff but like i feel like hold on i feel like that line connects because it's seen my mama with the pistol pointed at her dome and how in the fuck do you expect for me to ever be the best little me that i can be when trauma's deep inside of me like ivy fluid pumping through the blood of my of wifey while she's giving birth to my child i know my thoughts are right. running wild okay but i feel like that does connect so because like, of the again, fact that all like, of it like really fits in fact what i really think was the most relevant part that even puts it in is scared that i'm too disconnected from the kid's perspective the world ain't got no patience for some shit that's introspective where in the fuck does that leave me irrelevant i guess went from heaven sent to hell been intelligent but stressed so i wanted to touch on that that's where i said middle child it's not that um i think that people don't have patience for some introspectiveness i just don't think that j cole's introspectiveness is like fucking holds a candle to half the people that are truly interesting with their introspectiveness like he's so superficial top level with it these days like what he was doing back in the day granted i got laid to 2014 but on that album I felt like there was a passion in his soul where song for song he would just go in and try like well, try okay, really so hard hold on hold on We're, i can argue kod kod his his last solo he whipped it out of his fucking ass in two weeks and it was kind of not that great all things considered and it just he wrote it in two weeks okay can you not hear how sloppily and quickly throwing together that album was no i thought it was a really good album like i like overall when i listen how to often KOD, you listen to it now Okay, well, there's been other music that has come out. So then it's not that hot an album. I go back to 2014 songs all the time because there's, like, fucking songs I can't let go of. Like, Get Off My Dick, fucking bangers. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, okay, Tale fair. of Two Cities. Like, these are songs that resonated with me in a way where, like, I, I will never forget them. Right. Whereas this whole verse that J. Cole told me was super interesting was basically an interview answer. Like, it didn't feel like a powerful okay, verse okay, i see that that's like I trying to that. move some shit it's not that it's introspective and therefore i can't have the patience to listen to it it's that it's so superficial with its introspection that like it was a cool answer it's not like what rhapsody's been doing on this project and i think putting it next to rhapsody on this project highlights i guess why i'm not so feeling this particular verse because mm -hmm. i'm like no disrespect to j cole because i really do admire his mind and stuff but like for real i got real bored on his verse the, and when i listen to middle child and i think about what he says i'm like yo that's pretty dope but mm -hmm. i have to think about what he says when i just listen to it that's just what it feels like to me and i don't think the song is enjoyable to listen to despite its messaging being amazing in the same way that i really feel that what j cole does on the verse from a messaging point of view is really cool so for the people who think i don't get it i do it's just not that interesting oh i swam for miles only to realize the current is fighting against me and i'm so tired i'm floating j cole you're fucking winning dog like you're literally one of the greatest in this generation it's like i'm so confused by like who the fuck hates J. Cole in the way he presents himself? So, I don't know if it's like... A, a lot of what I feel with this is I don't think it's... 
him reacting to people i think it's him expressing himself like he feels he's still swimming he feels this like which is fair like in his that's head, very fair in his own head okay i i Anyway, then Rhapsody comes in. Permanent vacation for forever. Some things you gotta leave behind. Some people dislike weather. Instantly, education for you. Yo, some of your friends are shit and you'll be better without them. And like, just like some bad weathers in the past. Yep. I'm like, you see what I mean though? I feel like Rhapsody's trying to teach me something and J. Cole wants me to be his therapist. So hold on. So here's what I kind of realized after listening to the song a couple of times. J. Cole's verse has this more of a broken feel to it. Like, poor me, poor me type. Yes. And then when you get to the chorus, it still has that same type of energy consistent with it. But then right before Rhapsody does her verse, she flips up the chorus and she makes it positive. Yeah. One more that's one more Rhapsody's time. Rhapsody's part's fucking nice. But that's what I'm... So maybe this is supposed to show two different sides. It doesn't make J. Cole more interesting. I'm, not make, I'm, I'm trying to defend him. I'm just saying like... Look, the guy is I'm, a I'm very talented rapper. The, when J. Cole's next album comes... I'm defending J. Cole. I'm going to fucking jump on it and I'm going <laughs> to listen to it and I'm going to appreciate his wisdom. When J. Cole drops another interview with a kid rapper, I'm going to watch it. I watched the whole thing with Lil Pump and I it was so fucking dope. It was great. When J. Cole draws these long, drawn-out therapy session verses, I just don't think he's as fun with it as many of the other ones. Like for I example, like it when he's more passionate with his verses in the sense of telling stories or fucking having some edge to him. I like when Rhapsody said, maybe I'll be the next Black Beatle. Yeah, that's like ridiculous. Huh? That Mike Wilt made it, man. Uh, yeah, I know my worth. These colonizers got to pay me. Fantastic. Take that money from the white guys. I had uh, I had to show the positives for those that couldn't add that couldn't add looking at the ads the only love they only love us if our ass out and I and I'm and so, so I'm out I got an Audi and it's bad I said the line cuz only respect you if you brag but it don't work on me the same I don't give a fuck what you have and I love that part because yo what she's saying here is I'm putting out the world the way it really is Meanwhile, I got an Audi. I got to keep telling you that because otherwise you ignorant ass fucking vain people aren't going to pay attention and like me for who I am. Got to brag that I got success, but yo, they don't work on me. You come back at me with that same tactic and the truth of the matter is I don't care. And that's how I feel. Like lots of people are better cash than I do. Lots of people didn't grow up with my fucking dad either. So that's great that a lot of people had a better fucking time in life than I did. A lot of people have a different kind of situations. Montreal is not exactly the easiest city to pop in the arts in if you're a fucking rapper. You play some fucking guitar and sound like Arcade Fire, you'll win some Grammys. But it does not really... Anyway, my I point is, like, there's so much shit that goes into the success that you have that it doesn't really make me respect you because you have shit. What makes me respect you is the type of person that you is. Um, I did like that line, though, as well, because it kind of shows, like, I'm only doing it. Like, she's, re she's reinforcing the fact of I'm only talking about it because y'all care. And, that's, and I feel like that's part of her message is, like, y'all need to stop caring about this shit. You should really care about the messages and the lyrics that we are trying to say, the stories we're trying to bring to you, the education, the wisdom, the knowledge that we want to provide, and stop giving a fuck about this materialistic bullshit that, oh, just because you have three fucking Ferraris, we have to like you now. Like, what does that change? I could be a piece of shit with three Ferraris. Does that make, like, is that somebody... You know, I kind of feel like she's going like, is that somebody you want to follow? Like, you should be following people like okay. me who 
don't give a fuck about what you have. It's about what you can And just something do. that I think the world needs to hear. Think for themselves, you know, think beyond sales. Everything we're worth don't come with uh, some whistles and some bells. The ones that got to leave behind, the ones you got to bail. Meek Mill, I'm working hard. Ain't too far from a Meek Mill. Get it? That's yep. fucking dub. Keep it real. The real, I know, always kept it real. And I'm going to tell you, black on black murder been whack. Now turn me up so they can hear me in the back. I don't know, and then it flows. I like how they. I like how she. Uh, she changed the way uh, her her voice on that. Yeah, her it just tone fucking got that. harsh and shit. Um, and I, you know, scared to grow wings. Birdman with a bunch of Carter beef. That's old news. Look, you talking to a modern man. I thought that was funny. Like, yo, that shit's in the past. Y'all sound like that kind of boring crap. I'm into the new whatnot. But it's not just that. I feel like. I feel like people make references like that. Like they'll use. Chris, old- Chris, Chris, put some respect on my name. They'll use old beefs just to kind of fill a bar so that it works. But it's like, okay, cool. Good that your bar sounds dope, but it's irrelevant to what's currently happening in the world now. And then another great one, schoolyard. Schoolyard, welcome to the schoolyard. Teach you how to make moves without needing a U-Haul. I was on, anyway. It's just, again, the educational platform of her music. I mean, J. Cole could have done some shit like this with his verse, in my opinion. And maybe he did in his own way. Actually, I like that. I was on you all when I was growing up. Now it's you all that's fucking, all on these nuts. It's fucking great, man. I like but I like, like how she's I, mean? I like, like how I'm, she's overtaking her exactly. idols. Exactly. What I'm also saying is why didn't J. Cole drop this level of lyricism next to fucking Rhapsody? Okay. All right, I'm done. 4.5 on 5. I'm done da- bashing on J. Cole. I tried. It's not that I'm bashing on J. Cole. It's that this is just how I felt. And if y'all don't like it, hit the dislike button. 4.35 on 5 for this track because it's pretty Oof. good. Things considered. Oof. What, man? I'm basically giving this a good mark. Oh, please. I'm not one to judge marks, okay? Clearly. 4.35 is a high grade. It is. It is. It is. Anyway, Tupac's mom's name is a Fenny. Oh, now I get it. Are you fucking kidding me? So, this track starts off, and um, it caught me off guard. You got PJ Martin ooing, fine. And then Pac comes in, and it's not the album version. It's this, like, clip of Tupac at his school justifying positivity in his lyrics as he spits, keep your head up. And from that, we have the now since we all came from a woman, got our names from a woman, and a game from a woman. I wonder why we take from a woman. Why do we rape our women? Do we hate our women? And that is the hook or the chorus of this song. And uh, basically, it just is, uh, to me, it's one of the most powerful lyrics in all of hip-hop history, just mm-hmm. in terms of how men treat women. And it's not just hip-hop, it's how men treat women throughout history. And then it kind of flows into the verse where Rhapsody absolutely kind of does her version almost of the subject matter about keep your head up and like weighs in and on this kind of empowerment how men treat women so my brothers i love you i hate to know some of you treat us like glover black car revoke maybe you could use discover to find yourselves do you feel the same way about your mother do you overlook our beauty but you love it on all the others hope you teach your daughters all to stay away from suckers like yourself if you don't love yourself i'm so southern i was tough anyway and right away it's like yo men are you treating us respectfully do you treat us with the same respect you give your mother are you treating your daughters how to behave appropriately taking like the onus of responsibility i'm putting it on men and questioning directly how do you treat women 
We are in the same shape, so I know I fit your puzzle. Either way, we got your back. We only pray you'll be our muscle. Strengthen the times we all overcome with trouble. Every day we pull in doubles for ourselves and home. My mom and daddy taught me early on, protect your own. No, that's cool. Um, I like how Rhapsody's, you know, the way that she's kind of questioning men, confronting them in terms of, like, why do you treat us like this and stuff like that. But also kind of going, like, why do you treat us like this? when my entire purpose is to take care of you. Exactly. Like, and I'm not saying that that like women's entire purpose are to do that, but the way that I'm the way that but, I'm hearing this but verse. But let's be real. The guys who treat women wrong are often with women who are giving them their all like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they it was it was really it's like it's really honest and it kind of feels after listening to this like after listening to the song a lot it kind of felt like a little bit of like a really toxic argument in a sense just but expressed from one side so like the dude's kind of toxic argument I no think. no no i'm not i'm not saying that the whole that the song is an argument i'm saying like the just the way the way i i can't i kind of see it the way that chris sees it it's like the dudes kind of act in a certain way and she's just there kind of trying to figure out where they can come to a compromise no, and no she's compromise just... this is a song of her slapping men saying treat women better i pray that y'all will like understand what we're doing i pray you feel the same way as that tupac song we ain't your hoes or your bitches trophies are meant for pimping recognize a gift from god outweighs a birthday or a christmas like they're saying treat us with respect yes, rib of my rib do you still feel us and there's no they're saying fuck your toxic behavior okay and then reinforcing it with Pac on the hook saying look even Pac did it like why is nobody since Pac I'm not saying nobody Fair. but like where is it since Pac who's taking this thing then you got PJ Morton on the hook or the chorus I don't know where I would be if you weren't here with me if you don't hear nobody else saying please know you're appreciated the way, way you walk the way you talk so fine and oh you got a brilliant mind there ain't nobody better each and every one of you matter to me and that's powerful it's, it's a man standing there saying women all of you in some way are amazing and you're appreciated and yo I feel it that way I try to every chance I get let women know that I appreciate them if I find a single mom I let them know that single moms are very heroic in my eyes and shit because not enough dudes appreciate the struggle that women go through take them for granted like look this it's just not simple because like at the end of the day dudes are gonna fuck off on responsibility eight times quicker than women will in this day and age in my anecdotal experience and then you know in the second verse rhapsody flips it to other women to my sisters i know we on it i feel your pain i'm a woman disappointed they should never take what's never given to them because they want it i was Whoa. taught if you love me you would never cut the corners when we made it in the night we got a raise in the morning so here she's talking about how dudes is coming in and taking the sex part and then knocking the ladies up and not really dealing with the situation. Like we have some things in common, just like comment, he respect us. Allah is not a lecture. How you love us, it affect us. Allah is not a lecture. Wow. Like it's it's not a lecture. You gotta do that thing. And how you love us, how you treat us, it matters, you know? Mm -hmm. I ain't playing in the middle like Nadeska. That's hilarious because Nadeska's fucking useless except to go, okay, academics, you have a point. Okay, whichever host is here this time, you have a oh, point. She's, no. Okay, I'm going to give Nadeska her credit because she kind of <laughs> is a little bit pointless, but 
she mediates the conversation and makes sure that the combos don't go on forever because they have but she puppets. has no fucking opinion she just plays she does music. no she, like, that's not very true rarely. that's not true she does are you kidding me dude? she has an opinion she just chooses to not speak because there's academics so she plays the middle basically just like me and you all thinking if we had like a no girl here trying academics to plays for young people uh what's his name wayno wayno fucking plays for old people and then she's like okay everybody watches our show anyway am i wrong no i'm not um i mean anyway we need strong men so our baby boys survive love are great fathers i know some statistics live but all the ones that didn't yo you gotta do your job i know life ain't easy every one of us is flawed at least love your women we the closest thing to god and tell her keep her head up every day that it gets hard if you truly recognize that and then you know pot comes back in and it's a, a call on men it's funny i saw another meme it's like look sometimes women come at you in ways where you're like yo you know you get a little you want to raise your voice and say some right. things that usually means that what she really needs you to do is to love her and to give her a big old hug because sometimes she's mad at you and then you notice that she bought like toothache numbing shit and then you realize she wasn't mad at you she just has a toothache and she's awful and she has a toothache for some reason well not for some reason because she has a fucking toothache and what she really needs is for you guys to cuddle and look at raccoons and crap as opposed to you giving her shit for whatever because she has a toothache and you have to remember that and you have to tell her to keep her head up and took the, me forever to the fucking dentist click is fucking coming <laughs> this might be a true story that happened to me very like yesterday so and then we saw the raccoons and she felt better i'm not even <coughs> lying there are fucking raccoons in the fucking tree yo the raccoon shows up goes to like where the bird or whoever it is there was food or something maybe it was like bird eggs or some crap seems late in the season either way bunch of raccoons show up and just like raid the food supply and eat it all and i'm like damn some poor squirrel or whatever just literally lost its probable survival of winter chances unless it's got more than one house but anyway raccoons are there so then the song kind of flows in with the hook a bunch of times and we get reina biddy again on um the outro again leaving something powerful for us because when has that woman not done something like that for us on this album come here let me untwist your hair massage your head let me pick your brain i want to let you into the safe space i hold and keep sacred for you i know you are kind of hurt i kind of wish i could take the pain away say the devil i stab his way with you i felt the hate for you there are eight ways to fake and play with you in the labs you were given over this nightmare you are living and i, I think what she's doing is almost talking to the same guys and saying if you treat us right this little outro shows you the benefit like let me ease your pain and suffering because this is what god has brought me here to do you know to be here with you in a sense can't you remember where you came from like you ain't come from my seat of love your broken spirit can't always be the excuse and that's interesting because like look if you can understand what the role of the woman is in this hypothetical where she's taking care of you just because you got fucked over in the past doesn't make it okay for you to treat women poorly because the truth is most women aren't gonna treat you like that and i see dudes all the time talking about how bitches ain't shit in their lives and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about i got a woman that don't even know how to fucking lie like the truth is a lot of dudes just know really quality women so when you look at dudes talking about your shit like bitches be this and bitches be that, you know as i get older i realize how petulant it sounds it's like nah you suck at women that's the truth of the matter if you can't get girls the truth is you're not even paying attention and the reality is is 
if we want to go metrics with it, it's a fucking guys game. Right now, there are more single women and more women needing guys than the other way around. Like, the whole market is in favor of guys. Literally. This isn't meant to be, like, a huge conversation. It's just to the point where all you got to do is be smart and you're good. The problem is guys don't want to act smart or try hard. And then they complain that women don't like them. No shit. <clears throat> It's not that you're ugly or anything. Usually it's that you don't try hard. And everybody likes people who try hard. Nobody likes lazy people. Anyway, back to the track. Your broken uh, thought, thought, thought uh, taught you the gravity of respect and pain dues. Taught you knew my God don't like ugly. My God said she needed an apology. Needs to know uh, you see all the beauty she created. Needs you to know that nope, wouldn't be no you if it wasn't for us. My God said how much harder we got to love you. Ending it to the point of... You wouldn't exist without women and what, what do we have to do to prove to you our value? It's like what do women at the end of the day have to do to prove to men that we kind of need them? And that isn't meant to be a uniform statement. Of course, there's homosexual folks and all sorts of other conditions around that. But in general, the species does rely on heterosexual relations in a big way. In general, not like in the modern, the near future when that goes away. And most people, something I believe 90%, are in a more hetero situation. And so if man isn't treating women right, it's fucked up. And I don't know. I felt like this was a powerful way to end the song. And after honestly teaching everybody listening what the real struggle of the women go through really is. And all of it. To end with like a charge to the men, especially listening, be better. And to the women, expect better. And I thought that was powerful as fuck little poem at the end just again ends with like this soft edge of this is what we can offer you it's amazing it's a five on five it's a truly great track i like how she ends it uh on this song uh, after going through the album and really kind of getting all the information um i like the song uh i do like it i do think that there is a lot to kind of, again, see the other side from and really kind of just learn and really kind of understand that, like, I mean, we need to start fucking acting better. I know. I think I do. I think that's something that I took away from this song is maybe I have to start acting a little bit better or different in terms of how I approach certain situations, maybe with women or with people, because I feel like as much as this kind of seems very directed one way in terms of like, you know, we're talking to the men on why you guys treat us like this. There's also, I feel this over kind of like just general idea of like, we should all just kind of treat each other properly, which was cool. Um, I did give the song a uh, 4.3. I did like it. I did enjoy it. I liked the, the Tupac sample. That was great. Uh, I like PJ Morton. He was good too. Um, but I don't know. It just, it didn't, it, I guess the overall kind of feel to the song didn't have the same hype uh, as the rest of the album for me a little bit. I don't know, but I gave it a 4.3. I gave it a 5 because it's a banger and it's powerful and it's inspiring. What I did want to uh, kind of extend that on uh, was I like how Rhapsody ended the album on this. Now that we've gone through it and I kind of thought about it a little bit, we just got a lot of information on how women are treated um in different aspects in different ways in different experiences and i like how she ended on the 
uh, on the one of like the relationship aspect, on the love aspect, on the 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 men treating women aspect. I like, like you literally just said what I said before. <laughs> yes, Chris, I agree entirely. That is exactly what happened. It's fucking brilliant. I'm not even playing. It's a it's a really intelligent way to end this album. No, it's cool. It it, it really just has it kind of gives the album more well i mean the whole album has a purpose right and it, it kind of concludes the story in a way where if the goal is to educate and teach after going through the whole project make sure that there's kind of an ending point how can we do better this is a huge thing that needs to get fixed mm-hmm. i don't know do you have anything more ever to say about that song no I, I already moved into the album just because i didn't oh, i see how it is the album Got a 4.659 from me. Actually, it beat the Tool album by such a marginally small number that it's statistically irrelevant. But I thought that Tool last week was like the best album I heard. And then Rhapsody actually clocked in at a higher mark than Tool. And I'm like, holy shit. That is like two of the best albums I've heard this year. Literally week to week for me. Um, This project is enlightening. It um, takes you on this journey as Chris was saying just there, and we just said a bunch of times recently, through all the different scenarios and emotions, but it's stuff like how every song has its own unique genre almost, or subgenre that it's exploring. Rhapsody basically drops 16 flows on us, right? Every song has purpose, and within Rhapsody's lyrics in particular, because J. Cole's whatever, um, you get like intense bar for bar consistency, as in like every lyric is almost quotable. That's why this took so long, because there was so much content inside of this project that it makes you wonder why people are freaking obsessing over Kamikaze, because yo, you want content? Come check out this Rhapsody project. You might not get all the insults, but you might find ways to be a better person. And I don't know about y'all, but that's something that I find more inspiring as I enter my 30s, at least. Her track placement was ridiculous in the sense that it almost made you experience what it feels like emotionally to go through some of the experiences she describes. So you can join her on the up and down roller coaster of it all. And end of the day man this is one of the most banger albums well completed there's no misplays some of it maybe my preference isn't into just what i want to listen to but wow like this is this is the album of the year as far as hip-hop albums i've heard so far this year album got a four a 4.21 from me uh it was good i did enjoy it uh i think that it's really an inspiring album there is a lot to get from here there's a lot of knowledge uh you know what i do i I think i do agree with your point of she uh rhapsody maybe going for a grammy in terms of just the whole body of work um you know very few people are spitting the way she's spitting uh very very few people are dropping the wisdom that she's wisdom that she's dropping so i do really really think that this is a good project yeah so at the end of the day thank you all for watching we appreciate you being here with us and going through this experience and i hope that you also got something dope out of the rhapsody project rhapsody project and let us know what you thought of the eve album in the comments below if we were going too hard on the enthusiasm or whatever you feel along the way but if you agree with us i'd love to hear just in general what you thought and are you excited for her next project and whatnot and if you made that effort to comment we'll make that effort to answer if you like the video you can hit the 
like. If you want to see more, you can hit the subscribe. And special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindell Williams, and um, Tony Sparks. They support what we do, help us get a new camera, tell us what albums they want to see us review here and there. And they're going to help us get a website soon, so they're pretty dope. Um, if you want to join us and support us, that's a great way to do it. We make music as well. You can check that out in the description and all that. Let us know what you think. And uh, have yourself a great weekend and day and all that good stuff. Peace.